with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everyone, it's Jeremy Platt and I'm here with another episode of Between the Tackles. Today I'm going to talk about the recent quarterback situations, what teams are making playoff pushes, fantasy football, and much, much more. But first, I'm going to start with some of the most recent news. Now obviously the first thing I should address is the Eli Manning benching scenario but I'm going to say that for a little bit later. But this week is one of my favorite weeks in football, week 13, or also known as the week for my cause, my cleats. It's a great addition by Roger Goodell to the NFL, and it lets players show their platform through cleats that will be auctioned off to support different charities. NFL.com has their own section in their website where we can hear about problems they want to fix. For example, Clay Matthews is raising awareness to a muscular dystrophy called Duchenne and Carlos Dunlap to bullying. A player I'm sure will be participating in my cause, my cleats, is Darrell Rivas, who was recently signed by the struggling Kansas City Chiefs, and in his debut, he looked lost. Even though he didn't play well, hopefully he can provide some experience to that young secondary of the Chiefs. Sooner than later, I think we can expect to see the Darrell Rivas of the past. Speaking of Kansas City, there are changes coming with the Chiefs. Not at the quarterback position, despite the recent struggles for Alex Smith, but at the play calling. Head coach Andy Reid is passing the torch down to his offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy. Andy Reid is known as one of the best play callers in the NFL, but teams have started to figure out his strategy. To quote former Seahawks fullback Michael Robinson, this isn't a game of X's and O's, but Jimmy's and Joe's. Reid believes in out-strategizing, which isn't wrong, but really it's more than that. It's a game of matchups getting their best player on a struggling player on the defense. Hopefully, Nagy recognizes that. The Chiefs started red hot, beating every team in their first five games, including the first place Eagles team, but have fallen off since then. Speaking of that Eagles team, they have recently extended their wide receiver Alshon Jeffries contract for another four years. In the offseason, Alshon signed a one-year deal and was going to evaluate his options after the season, but he didn't really have to wait till the season's over because of all the success the Eagles have been having. This reminds me of what the Warriors do. They have all their players bid in to the success and every player is willing to give up some dough in order to win. I don't know how much dough Alshon's giving up, but the Eagles are building something special. I like what they have in Philly. In the AFC West, there have been two recent suspensions, with Aqib Tlaib, the Broncos' star corner, and Michael Crabtree, the star receiver for the Raiders. They're two Pro Bowl players, but due to an in-game fight dealing with chain snagging, they've both been suspended. We all know their history, but eventually they need to move on. The NFL will have bigger consequences the next time this happens, and I really hope this won't happen again. These two players are extremely valuable to their teams and need to keep the things on the field. These teams both look to win some more games before the end of the season, but it'll be difficult for them to both make the playoffs. Let's keep moving on. My favorite quarterback to watch in Aaron Rodgers is on pace to return in week 15 and lead a playoff push in Green Bay. In week 5, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and shattered the hopes of all Packers fans. In his replacement, Brett Hundley has shown promise and heartbreak. He's been very inconsistent. The Packers' next game is against the Browns, and they won this game against the Buccaneers. These games are must-wins. If there's still a shot for the playoffs in Green Bay, I hope to see Aaron Rodgers come in and lead them there. It's going to be exciting to see him come back. Alright, now we have to talk about the obvious. Coach Ben McAdoo benching their franchise quarterback in Eli Manning. 
I think Eli Manning has been set up to fail this season. Right now, they have no offensive line, which will force Eli Manning, a quarterback with a non-existent mobility, to scramble. They have arguably the worst receiver corp with all the injuries coming to Brandon Marshall and Odell Beckham. And they have a defense who's really struggling to keep anyone out of the end zone. I know Eli Manning still has it in him because of what he did in that upset over the Chiefs. If you watch the tape, Eli Manning in that final drive to lead them down the field showed me everything that I need to know. I'm going to break down one play that made me recognize this. It's that remarkable catch by Roger Lewis. In the hurry-up offense, Eli recognized the cover zero, which is an all-out blitz by Kansas City. He calls in Evan Ingram, his tight end who is lined out wide, and tells him to pick up the blitzing linebacker and makes Shane Vereen, a non-blocking running back, more of a guy that you want to check the ball down to, pick up the outside pressure. Eli sees the one-on-one man coverage in, on the left side and throws it up, allowing Roger Lewis to make a play over Philip Gaines and set up a game-winning field goal. From that one play, I knew Eli still had it in him. Right now, Coach Ben McAdoo's job is in the hands of Geno Smith. Hopefully, he'll keep his job, but it should be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Another quarterback situation going on in the NFC with my favorite team is Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. After getting banged up against the division rivals, C.J. Beathard was taken out of the game. And with less than one minute remaining, Jimmy Garoppolo came in. Jimmy brought life to the stadium. He brought energy out of the, all these 49er fans, and they started chanting, Jimmy, Jimmy. He didn't disappoint. He went two for two and throwing a touchdown, bringing the 49ers some faith for their future. And then this week, after all the anxiousness, the 49er faithful has finally received their wish, and they started Jimmy G. And in his debut, he did really well, throwing for over 290 yards and led the 49ers to their second win of the season. I haven't heard one bad thing about him, and he brings life to this team. He's their franchise quarterback and is the future for San Francisco. He's a building block for the 49ers' future. The 49ers are in the midst of a building of playoff team. They have a quarterback, a defensive line, a general manager, and a hell of a head coach. They also have a defensive leader in Reuben Foster and Eric Reed. If they can get an improved offensive line and some more skilled players, this team can be a real threat in the future. I'm liking where they're going. Let's get into something that affects you, your fantasy team. As you guys are making a playoff push, I'm here to help you out. Right now, I have all three of my teams in either first or second place in my leagues, and I'll give you all some advice. The best advice I can give you is always trust your gut, no matter what. Even if you're not liking the matchup, you gotta trust your gut. But if the matchup is so good, I think you have to take it. For example, if you have Golden Tate playing against the sensational Ravens defense or Marquise Lee playing the Colts, who I think anyone can catch a touchdown against, I think you have to trust that matchup. The final piece of my advice is that you should try and get Josh Gordon. I'm so excited to see him play. He has more potential than any receiver in the league, in my opinion. This is his first time playing a clean game without being on any drugs or on alcohol. He looked lights out in practice, and he's just going to bring some energy to Cleveland, similar to what Jimmy's bringing to San Fran. The Browns look to upset the red-hot Chargers and hopefully not have a winless season. Speaking of the Chargers, let's talk about teams who are trying to make a playoff push in real life. Right now, I think the Chargers are in the best position to win that sixth seed in the AFC, or potentially the division. They are red-hot with an extremely favorable schedule. I think this is 
the team that's the biggest threat to the Patriots in the AFC besides the Steelers. Tom Brady struggles when he's uh, under pressure without an e- using an extra defender. With Joey Boza and Melvin Gordon coming off the edge and a really solid secondary, I think this Chargers team really has a chance. I don't think any team wants to play them right now, and they look to win their division and get into the playoff. But in the NFC, there is a ton of com- competition. I can see eight or nine teams finishing with nine or more wins in that conference. At the end of the day, I expect to see the Panthers and probably the Seahawks in that wild card spot. The Falcons, to me, are right there, but their final stretch of games they have to play are brutal. Knowing Russell Wilson, I think he'll have some type of late game heroics to lead them to the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, I wouldn't count them out of the Super Bowl conversation. Despite injuries, Russell is having an MVP type of season, but they need something out of their offensive line. You cannot have holding calls every three plays. And that's really what is killing them besides injuries. I don't know what's happening to Jim, Jim Cable's led offensive line, but something desperately needs to change. They'll most likely look to address their need for alignment in this upcoming draft. Speaking of the draft, I'm going to tell you three guys who you need to look for, starting with a receiver from Paxton Lynch's alma mater in Memphis. His name is Anthony Miller, and he's sensational to watch. In his most recent game, he had over a buck fifty and three touchdowns. He has led his team to success, and I think he'll be taken in the second round. He also had over 150 yards against the Bruins, maybe a little bit better of a team. The next player to look at is Derwin James, the safety out of Florida State. He can lay the hammer and knock you out. He reminds me a little bit of Jamal Adams coming out of last year's draft and has pure instincts. That's it for me today, and thank you for listening, and have a happy Sunday. Jeremy out. <laughs>